0: Oh, it's the Luke and Pete Shaw on Monday the 4th of December. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Disco Lukey Moor. Uh, how are you doing, Lucky Moor?
1: It's probably my least favourite genre of music, Disco.
0: I think that it's one of those genres that people tell you you should respect, but I just <laughs> but you can't don't. get on board. I just yeah, can't get on
1: board. I, 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 I appreciate, you know what, Pete, I very much appreciate the emancip- yeah, the emancipation of, you know, um homosexuality music and, mm-hmm. and you know, all this kind of stuff is a great mm-hmm. thing, it's an amazing scene for yeah. lots of different reasons. Yeah. I just don't think the music's very good.
0: No. What what is the band that has the brother and the two sisters? Um Why are we doing are this Discord? already? <laughs> Cryptic crossword. Is the, the Discord. They tag a song about Rasputin, rah rah Rasputin.
1: Oh, um Bony
0: M. Bony M. Now I didn't know they were brothers and sisters, were they? Yeah, I think so. I think he was the... Or maybe I've just confused... Um, I think I've just confused that meme where um, it says bring your... If you're going to um, uh, go dancing, you've got to bring your brother. And the and okay. and the and the, and the man is doing mad dancing and they're just kind
1: of just, Guys, if you're listening to this show, I'm with you. If you're listening for the, if you're listening for the first time, I apologise. I wish I could tell you it gets more coherent than this. No. But it does not. I, and that's part of the charm.
0: That's uh, we're not even what are me. I don't what are me. What are me? Uh in, not even nice two hit. minutes in, <laughs> I nice said. And I'm seriously considering restarting the show. Uh, no, we no, are not you never do that. You have a policy in. of
1: never doing that.
0: <laughs> Double doon. Um yeah. But yeah, um I like the bit where he just gets to do what he wants and shit. They were German, I think, weren't they? And yeah. and and the, and the, the two girls uh, they they they're basically it reminds me of my relationship with my partner. When I met her, um, she was at Absolute Radio, and we were both hosting the Isle of Wight Festival, and I sat down. I'd only been in Were you Absolute... courting?
1: Were you courting?
0: No, no. It was years ago, years ago, years ago. And um, and we were both doing the Isle of Wight Festival, and I looked over, and she was very professional, and I was like, I'm going to get found out. I've only been doing yeah. Absolute Radio for a week. This is That's a been the story of your whole career, station. right? Oh, yeah, massively. You look over, yeah. and you go, I'm going to get found out she's uh, yeah. she's she seems to know what she's doing uh, and i'm very much the boy from M just going oh i'm the boy from o. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's absolute radio <laughs> that's basically what you're
1: happening. like you're like um you're like um al fayed on yes! the ali g show yeah, just just your name.
0: pointing saying my yeah. name don't really know what's going yeah. on so but,
1: that's yeah. how i felt when i um when I was full of it, and I had mm. somehow engineered my way onto national radio after doing the show and university mm. and all the mm-hmm. rest of it, and then got sat next to Danny Kelly, it was like broadcasting yeah. in a fucking wind tunnel. <laughs> it was <laughs> honestly—I was like, first of all, how have we got an hour in? I've said nothing, and this is yeah. me we're talking about. I basically—I know. The space how have, you any other shit. How have you not
0: yourself yeah. in? Have you not hacked your way in like uh, like a madman?
1: I know like it that. was. Um, it was an education to say the least, but what mm. a legend. What a living... I actually think that Danny Kelly's a national treasure. He deserves a lot more credit than he gets. And do you know what? I said this to him over a pint once. Mm. Those of you who are listening from a different country, don't know who Danny Kelly is. He's a brilliant broadcaster. You can Google him and you'll be able to find out everything you need to know. Mm. But anyway, I said to him once, in my view, Danny Kelly, you're better than Danny Baker, right? Yeah. Danny Baker's massive, you're not. You've that's got the same age. Com- he's, yeah, he's, he's,
0: he's been a commercial radio stalwart for all that time, and that's cost him.
1: Yeah, but I'll tell you what else has cost him, according to him, mm. right? And um I have to he get it. Killed money. a producer. <laughs> no, no, He it's much more interesting than that, believe it or wow. not. Wow. So you know the famous photo of Danny Baker, Chris Evans, mm. and Paul Gascoigne boozing. Yeah. One of the most nineties photos ever. Yeah. It brought it catapulted Danny Baker. Uh, Chris Evans was doing his thing, I think, anyway, and he's obviously just a, a superstar anyway. Jimmy Thaiber. He catapulted Danny Baker, right? Guess who's sat next to them but uh-huh. is cut out of the photo for editorial reasons in The Sun? Danny Kelly. Danny Kelly. He's wow. cut out of the photo.
0: I want to see the original then. I want to see how youthful he looks.
1: He, was in, he, reckon, he, he jokingly said to me once, I reckon that one uh, decision from the mm. image editor to snip me out of that photo it's probably cost me over a million quid
0: <laughs> yeah it's probably right, I imagine um I would say that you know, like in um police squad on naked gun films where they 've got yeah. one they're in the um they're in the precinct, and there's one policeman that's way taller than everyone else, yeah, and they start, you he' got a bit of banana on the side of your mouth and he half a banana drops into, into view. <laughs> yeah. Danny Kelly's just too tall for that shot, like everyone's in that shot is around about five nine five ten. And Danny yeah, Kelly. Danny's like my height, yeah. Danny Kelly's quite tall. So I think that. I they think just it was just a, a wisp thing
1: rather than it was a weird, But but right. the two best lines from police squad, can I tell you them? Hmm? One is um when Leslie Nielsen's character, I can't remember the name of him now, walks into uh walks up to a, a door, a front door of a house, knocks hmm. on it and a woman answers, and she obviously gets upset and terrified because she sees um a police officer at her door, she knows it's gonna be bad news. Hmm and he says, ma'am, I would have come earlier, but your husband wasn't dead then. Yes. Uh, that's a great line. And the second... Locksmith? Like, the locksmith line is the greatest line in the history of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like when yeah, yeah. Where he walks into the mayor's office, and the mayor says to him, who are you and how did you get in here? And he says, I'm a locksmith, and well, I'm a locksmith.
0: <laughs> You're <take, laughs> you so, so good. If you wrote that, you'd just take off the rest of the year. Do you know, like, that's you know what? That's proper jokes. Right? That's proper... That's proper... T- that, that can be told anywhere in the world. That's chops.
1: That, that is chops. 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 They'll always be locks. In comedy, in comedy and music, there's a phenomenon which I've identified. I don't know if anyone identified it before me, probably. Mm. But I feel very passionately about it. There's a lot of comedians out there who can't do jokes, who scared of jokes. Right. And there's a lot of musicians out there who are scared of melodies. Right? Mm-hmm. And I would say, if you can drill a, a, an art form down to its essence yeah. and, and face that essence, which is quite intimidating, without fear or favour, head on and deliver... As far as I'm concerned, you're a legend in that fucking sphere, mm. right? I would have a lot more respect. I do have a lot more respect for the for Carly Rae Jepsen and her songwriting partner who came up with "Call Me Maybe" mm. than I do for any kind of Wankoff off Radiohead side project. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying it's not great art and all the rest of it. And they're not. And, and they would say they're expanding and 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 exploring that genre and their type of music to its natural extreme. Which is, of course, artistic, but I think I don't know why I chose Reddit Head, really. But there's there's artists out there who just <laughs> obfuscate, a, who obfuscate around, yeah, when they because yeah. they haven't got the ability to do it. And I think it's the same with comedians. A lot of comedians, not not I don't mean just new comedians. I mean comedians generally. You know, there's a lot to be said for a Bob Monk house. The guy used yeah, to write like well, fifty jokes a fucking day.
0: I'll I'll say we, we were at a gig um, uh, last weekend. Was it James Acaster? No, it was on it was on Sunday. We went to the Absolute Radio live, and uh, Frank Skinner. What,
1: did you go with Nelson the dog? Did you? Nelson, you're not working there <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like,
0: well, no, Sarah always gets gets the tickets, um, um, and so I, I go. And uh, it's like so there was like loads of different um, uh, acts on, and I'm not going to name any of them because um, one of them in particular has worked with us, um, and. It was interesting that Frank Skinner. Oh, I think I know who that is. Frank Skinner, who's been on the, um, Email on the man, bill, I'll tell you. has been doing it for such a long time. Yeah. Him just working
1: a room. Yeah, I bet it's amazing.
0: He's And also just having an encyclopedia, Bob Monkhouse esque um, database of material for whatever yeah. situation he's in. It's like um, watching a, a really good a wrestler or a really good chess player or a really good... I I don't know why I start with wrestler or chess player, but that's something that obviously I deal with.
1: How many chess players do you know?
0: Uh, my mate Al. He's pretty, he's he's ranked. <laughs> he's ranked pretty good. He's something like oh, he dances around country. the board, does
1: he? Like a fucking Bobby Fischer. He dances Bobby around Fisher. the board. Yeah, he, well, he does so well he watches, like, he
0: watches like like chess YouTube and chess Twitch and chess right. kick and stuff. That's um, right. And it's quite funny that um all of like the grand grandmasters um don't get as many views as um two uh, attractive sisters who are quite crazy. Of course <laughs> Of But yeah, obviously. the story but, of the internet. But it's but it's quite funny that the yeah. grandmasters have to pretend they're cool with it, but because they're not necessarily that good at their own PR, they frequently fall into the traps of getting upset about it. Um, But, uh, yeah, and uh, Frank Skinner was just absolutely bossing the place. uh, And the acts, who had a tight five routine, didn't quite, get there if you know what I mean like they weren't they would were never yeah, going to yeah. be as good because obviously it's got 40 years on each of them but it just made it, it but, but made I also think really...
1: sorry Pete to cut in but you're much kinder about this kind of stuff than me and much more diplomatic and I understand it's a why difficult
0: process
1: it is and you also exist in this kind of um you know this kind of um uh, how am I going to phrase this without sounding rude is almost like this c-list celebrity lifestyle you've got right okay. I, I, I mean that's have... an
0: interest I mean that's an interesting you just well, did find me have... on Danny Kelly
1: not no, no, this. but I'm not saying he's famous. I'm just saying I don't live in that sphere that you do. Yeah, but your I don't, friends are I don't, your I'm, friends are I'm frequently quite famous, aren't they?
0: I'm in my shed. I did this morning. Took the dog for a walk, worked on some edits, and then uh, delivered a ladder to my next door neighbour. That's, you're, you're that's my the life now. That's my <laughs> life now. All right.
1: Okay. Well, let me just make the point I wanted to make because right. I don't think it's me. It's not a point where I use it mm. to you know, you know use a bit of sophistry to. say so that I hate stand up comedy, which I do, and regular listeners to this show will know that <laughs> that's not a point I'm making. I think with anything that has such a prevalence of um, exposure is naturally going to attract some pretty substandard average stuff but mm. like because it's a law of supply and demand if mm. there if there was if there was a law in this country where only half an hour of comedy was on telly every week right how good would it be it would be amazing but because you don't have the best people on there
0: yeah but I think you've got to remember that um, <clears throat> the people commissioning uh, comedies don't necessarily know what the best stuff is um, no. they just they they just kind of thumb the air and go right who seems to be making a lot of noise on socials it made everyone's kind of commissioning jobs very easy for a few years ago uh, I'm sure it's not but I'd get the sense that so oh, this person seems to be making a bit of a buzz um, I'd quite like to get a, a selfie with this person so I can show my daughter yeah. uh, on a shoot um, so all of stuff kind of ties in but I would say that um, the, I think the boom has busted I think there's not quite so much um, comedy on the television there's not that quite there's not quite so many um, stand-ups on, on the um, on the tours there's not quite so many people um, working the tours because Avalon have got basically Dave nailed down uh, and there's, if you're not on Avalon there's very few um, yeah. uh, 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 kind of journeys That's, to um, yeah. kind of doorways to, to, to being on the television but I don't think exactly it's accurate to it.
1: say there's not as much com- not many comedians on TV I think every no, no, single vehicle has got a comedian on it
0: but i think it's but i think it's um it's it's starting to dive a little bit i think um that there's not quite so many of those panel shows which had a rotation of you know you do your apollos you do your um television shows and stuff like that i mean it's
1: uh... a great example would be um you know a question of sport or whatever is that still on yeah oh yeah mate question sport just used (sighs) to be question sport just used to be sports people can it
0: just can it yeah, because they, do you think it's got all over started all that didn't it? That was that. That was that yeah, bloody show.
1: I, I, I just think there's. I just think there's. Um, I don't know. I think the pool should be wider when you're looking for talent to 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 be on TV vehicles. And I think the point you made about commissioners and producers and stuff is absolutely spot on. I think it's just laziness. But but um, I think it's a. I just think it's a shitty job. I just think you know you got, you can you know, it's a thousand reasons to never do anything, hmm. and. Realistically, if you're in that position, you're on. You're commissioning a show for fucking Sky One. Who are you going to pick? Well, you're mm. probably going to pick Rock Beckett and fucking um, Ramesh Ranganathan because they're on everything and people like them. Mm. So yeah. they and like, like I'm, I'm not going to get into the kind of you know the specifics. I don't think that's not the point I'm making. Like for example, like Josh Widdicombe, that's the biggest talent blag in the history of TV, right? But, but, I, I, but I would but, say that but that's not the point. The point is that, that of course he's going to do it. Because there's so much space these days to fill TV shows that someone basically has to do it.
0: But I think it's more um, that they um, almost, they work with these stand-ups a few times um, and they give, give them a little bit of a platform and then they feel like there's a little bit of ownership and then they get an exclusivity deal and then you yeah. kind of... well they get producer credits and stuff. Credits like and and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then you, you end up kind of like using your own talent. like ITV's a really good example. They only ever use their own kind of Rylands and they, they're, they're, they're the people Ryland's who are the uh, Ryland's well, a great example. Yeah, but like there's plenty of people like Ryland who, 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 who aren't excellent. But, like, they... And, and you know, you wouldn't say that he's the most versatile uh, presenter in the world. He's not a presenter-presenter, is he? He's just,
1: you know, like, I oh, like I don't know. I think he's good. I, I, I like I think...
0: Rylan, but it's very... he Like, he had a lot of chances to get to before he became yeah, in any maybe. way workable.
1: But I, I, would say, I would say, like, you know... Um, um, <laughs> You know, this is a tricky one to sell to you, I suppose, and probably to our listeners. But if you look at, like, Michael Portillo doing his train thing, right? Right. I'm not saying I like Michael Portillo. I don't really have an opinion on the guy, right? But it's a great casting and it's a great gig because he obviously knows a load about trains and he's really charismatic and he's got a gravitas on the, on the camera. Like, that show would not work if you put a comedian on it,
0: right? Where's the train guy with his little camera? Oh, Francis you know, Bourgeois, guy. for example. Francis I don't think Bourgeois, it...
1: It's not going to work, and I think you. What I'm saying is, what other stuff could we do without comedians? <laughs> and I'm not stuff, even putting my hat in the ring. Comedians. I don't want to be on TV. I'm not talking about myself. Anyone that isn't. A co- I'll tell you another one. I'll tell you another example to take it away from comedians. Right. Fucking chefs, chefs. Right. Too many of them. Too many of Get, them. Give me the five best TV chefs. That's all you need. But they never do any sheffing. No, I want no. to see
0: them. I want to see them cutting an onion really, really small. They never do any chefing. They're while, just doing pointless stuff. As,
1: while yeah. Tim nods along with his arms crossed. Yeah,
0: asking about, you know, did he watch the football? Honestly. Um, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of stand-ups, uh, Luke, did you see that video of Andrew Dice Clay? Um, yeah. I can't remember whether he's, he's an issue or not. I can't remember. I but think he, he's, he, I he's think a, he
1: very much is an issue.
0: That was kind of his vibe for a long time. But there was a video of him uh, going around New York with a massive... um. Uh, a massive, massive scarf, like absolutely. There's only two scarves in the world that are about as big as Andrew Dice Clay's. The other one was scarf. Lenny Kravitz's, remember? and the other one was Lenny Kravitz. And and Andrew yeah. Dice Clare just basically filling himself, um, like just shouting at people in New York City, going, "Oh, my scarf's so big! It's bigger than yours! It's bigger than yours!" And I only sort of chucked it your way because I'm genuinely looking for a scarf uh, yeah. because I've I don't have any scarves. I went in the cupboard to try and uh, like I've got some scarves, uh, but one of them is a Arsenal scarf I don't know where that's come from and another is a Liverpool scarf and like Weird. that that, color, that nails your colours to the mast, doesn't it I'm
1: going to bring you a scarf in I've got loads yeah, got I'm going to bring you one in just and a I think big scarf. I'm going to donate I'm going to give it to you and I want, I, want you, I want you to wear it my right. favourite scarf can you give me some I've, gloves as well I'm, I'm cold I'm very
0: don't cold take the piss.
1: don't take the piss I've got um, dogs to walk come on I've got a scarf which is like a piano
0: <laughs> yes which that, I love that, that, it's the like, only criticism
1: uh, I'd have of that scarf is that I've got is that it's slightly too short, not musical enough. Right. I'd like it to be longer. Mm. In fact, if anyone listening to this show can knit me a piano scarf, you want a baby grand, a grand, you want I, a grand? I would, I would grand love piano. it. I would absolutely love it. I, I'm, I'm wearing a it. Of the I'm
0: scarf. wearing. I'm wearing. Speaking of uh, using my uh, career for for, for, for good, I, I'm wearing a cardigan right now that was uh, stitched, not stitched, sewn, knitted. No, not sewn, knitted uh, by um, uh, a listener to um, Absolute Radio back in the day, and I still wear it. What's their name?
1: I think their second name was Crowther. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know,
1: ungrateful. You don't know ungrateful. This is a ra- massively made-up name. No,
0: I can't. Oh, it was it uh, was well, a couple. They were lovely. They listen, were absolutely lovely. They, well, their they,
1: surname was Crowther. That's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an answer. Brilliant, um, oh, Peter. Uh, I've I've got back, and people won't know this because of the mm. modern uh, wonders of modern technology modern world. Um, I've recently got back from the US. Um, oh yes, and uh, welcome home. Thank you very much. Um, my six-month-old son was an absolute superstar. Yay! Was by you, you far the best-behaved be. of all the family members, <laughs> um, which was not, which was not. I was not expecting, right. um, and uh, so that was great. And it was a really. I felt a real sense of achievement being able to do that trip for a couple of weeks with a six-month-old. Um, yeah. It's not, not, not a um, trip without its logistical challenges, shall we say? Yeah. And, I uh, saw and, your father-in-law
0: uh, and, and, um, um, print, 3D printing some guitar picks, which I very much
1: enjoyed. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, he's just great. He's the 3D and, printer and... that keeps on printing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, um, I, I saw, um, that, and, and I should say actually, um, while we're on the subject, um, I'm going to go into too much detail because I don't think it's fair that people haven't chosen to be broadcasters themselves; so they shouldn't right. be subjects too much of this kind of thing. But, um, I would like to thank them for their accommodation and their, um, generosity in, in, in helping us overcome the challenges of travelling that far mm. with a six-month-old. They're amazing, but um, is it
0: very snowy though. I imagine it was very snowy though. It
1: wasn't actually. There was snow on the ground oh. in some parts, but we didn't actually witness too much snow ourselves, cool. which is a shame because. I think we quite wanted to throw our baby into the, a, a pile of snow and do a snow angel. But um, right. anyway, so I get to the house and um, LC has done, he's basically got a Van Halen branded guitar pick in the house. <laughs> and I was like, LC, this is fucking brilliant. Where'd you get that from? He's like, i yeah. printing it myself. Come with me. Down Can to the basement. In the printing hall printing me four guitar picks, two Van Halens, and two Darth Vaders. Cheers, next. That's the future.
0: He's just constantly just getting reels and reels of 3D printing uh, fibres.
1: Yeah, he is. We now live in a world, right? And imagine, I know this is going to sound like much, but you're the same age as me pretty much. Back in the 90s when we were kids and we were playing our guitars for the first time, we're losing our guitar picks, and it was difficult to find new ones, and they were only 50p, but you had to go to the shop, right? Um, We are now living in a world... Where if you lose your guitar pick, you can print yourself another print one. Yourself and another in the nineties, if I said that to you, you'd have been like, "What are you talking about?" I think the word,
0: word "print" would. Yeah, I mean, it's like like making it out of nothing, isn't it? I suppose you put that like, you have this plastic, a plastic moulding machine, a plastic printing machine in 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 your house. And I guess like and and what I would say with three uh, D printing, I think that stuff must be perfect for guitar picks. It is I mean, actually like light gauge, very light gauge, but like good that's stuff. what I like. Yeah, that's, that's what I like, what I, like so
1: too. I, I, I don't. I'm not a great guitar player by any means, but I don't like. A heavy gauge pick. I don't see you're how not you can a play with um, it.
0: Uh, bloke from Queen playing with a fifty p um, coin. No, we
1: used to. We, you know what I used to do back in the day? I used to right. absolutely love it when my dad got a new credit card.
0: Yes, Because I used to yeah, cut yeah, up the old yeah, one yeah, yeah, and yeah. use that.
1: Um, and... Strum better it just feels more like a twelve string when you've got a lighter gauge. I've got. I'm, I'm, like I'm a very light gauge pick guy, mm. um, and it is. You're right; it's perfect. I haven't actually used it yet, but I can mm. tell by the feel it's going to be good. I'll use it when I go to meet the band of dads next in a couple of weeks' time. And, um, and 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 do it then. Um, and but what I was actually going to say was, when you sidetracked me, I came back to the news when I literally turned my phone on mm. and saw that Shane McGowan had died.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't but, think anyone could what, say it's unexpected. What? But <laughs> what was your reaction to? Well, he's a righteous type just... character. Say so
1: again. He's a Keith Richards type character. He's a Keith like, character. Yeah,
0: absolutely indestructible. I was kind of like, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, sixty-five seems like late in the day to be it's honest. Good for him. The, the, I, I mean good god but uh he uh, I very much enjoyed my favorite testimonial about uh, and he seemed to be you know for a hellraiser he's quite a sort of sweet sweet um as a sweet essence to him let's say um with every story that comes but um i would say that um i very much enjoyed craig charles's <laughs> testimonial on six music last night as were driving through uh, the snow uh and he's going uh, well i, I used to, i had a couple of nights out with uh, with uh, with, with him uh, in the Boogaloo in... in
1: in uh, He in co-owned that bar. Did he? Yeah, Shin he co- co-owned the Boogaloo, oh, the Boogaloo bar, yeah, yeah. Said, uh,
0: I think it's fair to say that, he, uh, that he, he didn't have much to say for himself. Um <laughs> that was Fucking the what? story. It just sounded like he drank in a bar that was owned by Shin McGowan, and that's the limits of his story. I mean... <laughs> Good stuff.
1: He's he's known as I think he's known as someone who you know did a lot of his articulation through his songwriting and his mm. and his various addictions. I think it's unfair to say, but I mean, mm. the, I would recommend um, it's a documentary about him. It's not actually that good a documentary, but the, mm. but but it's one of those documentaries where um, his story itself is so um, just fascinating that you can't really fuck it up. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah is it is it um, is it more is that the one where the his guitarist puts his head through a mirror.
1: No, that is from right. an interview in Holland, I think, with right. a music journalist that's filmed. Uh, it may feature, I can't remember, but the, right. the documentary in question is called "Crock of Gold, A Few Rounds with Shane McGowan. And, and, but, but I mean, Shane McGowan, <laughs> like, Shane McGowan started drinking Guinness mm. at the age of five years old. <laughs> right, and I'm not just talking about the fact that, like, oh, his dad would give him a little tot of Guinness to help him sleep. I'm talking about that he'd take him to the pub and right. he'd be, like, the party trick. Like he would drink, drink a pint, a pint like right. at five years old. So he obviously yeah. had a very, very interesting, shall we say, start mm. to life. And and then we shouldn't trivialise nor glamorise kind of people's struggle with addiction because it's not our place to do so. And he certainly had those issues around not just alcohol but heroin and other things as well. So it sounds
0: like he didn't have the greatest, um, you know, uh, foundation. Let's say
1: no, I don't think so. No. But but what I would like to say is that um, actually. If you look at, and we could talk about his influence on music and and you know all the rest of it, and the way he's influenced you know pop music not just in this country but in the u s as well massively if, it, if some artists Pete, that you all know really well because that's kind of they would always talk about the Pogues and bagar and all the rest of it mm. um these celtic punk and pop punk kind of bands but it's not about that for me if, if you if you go back and listen to rum Sodomy and the Lash, right, that is a fucking ten out of ten. Brilliant album. There's not a dull mo- moment on it. It's a perfect blend of like new arranged traditional stuff and brilliant songwriting by McGowan. Mm. And he is this type of songwriter. To me, it's no coincidence that he was good friends with Nick Cave because mm. the way they write songs, both those people. I mean, I, I think Nick Cave's a better songwriter than him, but that's not the point. The, the style of songwriting is very, very honest. It's that it's that kind of earnest Hemingway sit at the typewriter and bleed type stuff.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: essentially poetry to music from one man's soul um and what was
0: that cover that they did together cave and him and uh, cave yeah. oh i'm not sure off
1: the top of my head um, uh, I, I think look it was it up, um though,
0: yeah. what a wonderful world um which was um surprisingly accomplished for didn't they do put a, put a spell on you oh maybe they did as yeah. well mm,
1: um that's good i, I can't find it on, on here but but um but they were they were there's a great interview on the NME ran with mm-hmm with Cave, McGowan, and Marky Smith of The Fall. Good God. Just <laughs> absolutely just rotten. Just the smell. Rotten just stuff.
0: Yeah, And Nick Cave smelling like back when um, Nick Cave was still or something.
1: Yeah, back when Nick Cave was still kind of uh, partaking. But it's funny, because right. Nick Cave's red hand files, which he does with email, emails out once a week, <laughs> is like half the answers are like, sometimes he gets questions where like, Nick, when you were a young man, uh, you said this, and now you're saying this. Is it true that you've become a conservative or whatever? And 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 I think you got a lot of stick, for example, for going to the king's coronation and stuff, yeah? Right. And and Nick's, Nick Cave's like answers are generally like Dear so and so, when I was a young man, as you may have read, I was absolutely demented. Now <laughs> I wouldn't take anything seriously that I said before the age of about thirty, because I took heroin sixty times a day. You know, it's like he's that kind of answer, right? But um but and then he goes on and says it's stuff a, I away. mean
0: it's a, I mean you can't cancel someone who just goes Yeah. I was on a lot of drugs. Don't worry about
1: it. I was an absolute <laughs> rotten shit. Absolute for Twenty five years shit. of my life. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, 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 but he would um he would go into this kind of chat about how you know put yourself in my position. If you're if you're invited to something like that, isn't it isn't it an amazing thing to go and see? You don't have to endorse it. You don't have to kind yeah. of um. Yeah, you know, It's not like I'm given them money. I, you know, I've been invited as an ambassador or whatever for your culture. Yeah. It's a great experience, so of course yeah. I'm going to go. But anyway, I was just going to say that, that I think he got a lot of stick, of that, stick for that because he was a, a counter countercultural figure who's now kind of been adopted by the mainstream and is kind of an anecdotalist-type um, public figure now as much as he is a songwriter. Now, of yeah. course, Shane McGill's never been that. Now, partly part that's to do with health issues and stuff, but also it's because of a massive of you know a massive pride in how Irish he is mm. uh, despite being born in, in in England I think he was born in Kent but but he he has a huge iconoclastic countercultural side to him that you know really won out and he was uncompromising on everything he did mm. and 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 you know if you transpose that back to conversations we've just had about about the state of modern entertainment now yeah you can have your own opinions on that but we can all surely agree that it's quite it's quite sanitised mm. and quite safe, and and there's not really much edginess on telly now. I mean, you would not get a Chris Morris on TV much now, for example. And McGowan is was a relic of that era where it was like, actually, do you know what? It's like the Bill Hicks thing. You know, Bill Hicks would say, "Oh, people complain that John Bonham, you know, would would fucking you know puke up in a doorway, and 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 you know, and and Robert Plant would do this, and so they're supposed to fucking do that. That's their mm. job. Like, why do you want a rock and roll star?" To be safe and mm. a good example to your children. That's not rock and roll, is, that's not, it's the absolute opposite to what rock and roll is. Mm. And I think Shane McGowan kind of embodied that. He's almost doing that stuff so you don't have to, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll probably have to uh, hit a quick had break and then do a couple of emails maybe. A had break? The, a had break um, because we had some advertising before you started talking about heroin thank you very much Sorry. that's the thing that gets me that's the thing that gets me about um like youtube and uh, like you can't you can't get on telly if you're edgy and you can't really get on youtube or any of the major kind of streaming mechanisms and make any money because um the algorithm just absolutely buries your stuff if you talk about anything spicy or anything Shit. particularly interesting I didn't know so, that. I so it's kind of like so it's kind of like you can't talk about Ed- like edgy topics you could be like a a, a a fascist or you could be like a men's yeah. rights activist or you could be a, a, a xenophobe uh, but you can't actually talk about proper proper stuff uh, and make any money out of it so so there's nowhere for edgy people to go anymore there's a, it, the 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 algorithms have, have made the internet the entire internet uh not very rock and roll uh, at all right we'll be back uh, in a second uh, with some um the post had um reactions <laughs> I just did a spit on me uh on the old um Pop that's shield That's what's there for the shield yeah. baby protects my I bought a, a microphone uh a, a little while ago that's um I don't really know what it is I, but it just said what's the I just said what's the best microphone for uh, like a studio um and it's got like a um it's got like a a man's name like sort of signatured on it so I've, I, right. it's been signed by a famous american uh... Mark
1: Knopfler No Has... Straits.
0: Haslan Hogan. I think they're called Haslan Hogan. Um, I think they're like a famous voiceover artist. So I I basically bought it for the signature. It's Harlan Hogan. Harlan Hogan, right. Well, apparently, what did, yeah. What did Harlan Hogan do with that? I'm line? just looking I at his
1: Wikipedia.
0: Right. Was he a, a, just um, a really popular voiceover artist who's got his signature on some microphones?
1: Oh, apparently he's got many famous advertising catchphrases.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, bring it yeah. on. Yeah. Um, what, what is it buy this I mean, product
1: the thing is though presumably he's just reading these that have been written by someone else yeah he's uh, yeah, I portfolio. guess
0: well I don't know maybe if he was operating back in like the 70s he might be like the uh, where's the beef guy you know what I yeah, mean Like the, you had yeah. a bit more rope back then
1: okay I'll give you some examples this is just from his <laughs> Wikipedia page so if he's been cancelled right. I don't know that's why I bought the microphone I don't accept responsibility for it yeah. um, I'll read a few to him. I'll try and do it in his, I've never heard him speak, but I'll try and do it in his style as well, if you like. <laughs> um, ready? Yeah. Strong enough for a man. I mean, I presume he's American, right?
0: Yes, I think so, yeah.
1: You'll never get a second chance to make a first impression.
0: Okay. Oh, I think um, I've heard that one before. Second chance, first impression.
1: I've got two more to go. Okay. When you care enough to send the very best.
0: That's nice. I like that one. Yeah. And the final yeah. one is
1: confusing. Quaker life. It's the cereal. Even Mikey likes.
0: <laughs> yes. And the,
1: apparently, little, no, Mikey is, little Mikey is in the Quaker Oats commercial in um, in the seventies.
0: Right, and he um, just did not care for most oats.
1: I think he looks like quite a precocious young chap.
0: Yeah, they all uh, were, I suppose but there you go. Anyway, I mean, so yeah. he is. All right. I
1: mean, he's got a surprisingly short Wikipedia article for a man who's got his own signature microphone. Yeah. I mean, why do not
0: do we get sponsored
1: by a microphone brand? That's all we use. I know. That's all we do all day long. Yeah, um, exactly. and you, guitarists get their own signature guitars, right? And then yeah, we could have really sta- we could mics, have so. stack
0: mics. We could have we could That'd have the good. Jim Campbell special, where it's just really
1: fu- it cannot get close to your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would mine be, just, Pete? Just uh, the volume only went above volume. One. Yeah, volume very low, <laughs> <laughs> very low. And, uh, and like a, a, pr- about the
0: rest. a beard protector yeah. to protect the beard. I've got my own shouter. pop shield.
1: Nature's pop shield. Nature's big pop shield. Let's <laughs> do a couple of emails <laughs> then, because we've got a follow up from Martin about the fridge a offence.
0: Friggin offense! Friggin offense! I is this the person who was talking about it being like some kind of heat uh, transfer for an incubator or something? I don't know. Well, I mean, the
1: plot just thickens. Really, we posted the Mm. photo on social media. It got a lot of um, a lot of traction. Yeah. And oh, by the way, actually, on that note, um, Mm. I should say a personal thank you to everyone who sent me the evidence on their Spotify wrapped that they listened to yes. the Luke and Pete show, frankly, an unhealthy amount. Tis the um, season. There's
0: people in pretty good jobs that I know uh, who sent me that. And yeah. I just sort of go, that's that's a bad thing. It's <laughs> just a bad thing.
1: One of them was a global, I saw, because I looked at their LinkedIn, was a global head of something. <laughs> <LinkedIn>. <laughs> it's like, okay.
0: Yeah, but but these people started listening to our wank 10 years ago when they were like when they were, when their work experience yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah I like the idea of I mean like I would really tough... like to turn that into money I would I would like to turn those relationships into pure money but I like, yeah I would too we're, we're unmolested thus far
1: make a contribution please <laughs> um, I love the idea of someone who's like just preparing for a really high powered meeting probably in my mind someone like New York in like a corner office on like the 30th yeah. floor yeah, yeah, and yeah. um they're listening to you fucking stumble over who Boney M were before they go in
0: well, look. I think it. Um. I. I think you're the confident side. I'm the non-confident side about my own yeah. memories. And I think if you're going into a meeting, look, it's never going to be as bad as Pete trying to remember Borne M. It just never is.
1: Um. Right, Martin, who sent the original fridge Fence email in, he's actually you know get on his way to being Luke and Pete show. royalty Martin. because this email was very, very um mm. interesting. To a lot of our listeners. He says, Hello, Luke and Pete. Here is the French Fence update nobody asked for wants or needs. I want it. I need it. I think I may have asked mm. for it, so that's not your fault, no. Martin. He says, Because of your shock and confusion regarding the French fridge, I thought I would check out the location on Google Earth. Unfortunately, though, the fridge is obscured by the occupier unloading some shopping, mm. perhaps directly into the aforementioned fridge, and the property also eerily shares a boundary with the local crematorium. Oh. <laughs> I've included the pictures and coordinates below. Wow, that um, is interesting. So, we need to know more. Yeah. This, I mean, I'll tell you what, Wondery would do about 15 episodes on this. <laughs> the we do it in a five-minute email. Yeah, why? Um he's, he's let himself down a little bit, though, Martin, by saying, um, P.S., I listen to the Luke and Pete show at 1.2 speed as I have so many pods to get through every week. Disappointing to hear that, but what can you do? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean listening to me on one point two speed is demented.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a difficult listen. I've never understood why why people how people can do that. Uh, but it's an interesting scene. I mean, it looks like someone they're getting something out of the out of a, a car, and um, I I'll, I'll wait till next year. Maybe the Google cameras have, have passed by, uh, or maybe next time I'm driving through Hull, I'll have a look. Fascinating. I think
1: I think given that he shared the coordinates mm. with us, we have the ability to take it into our own hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if Martin is too frightened to go round there himself, that's disappointing, but he's got access to it. So he should just knock on the door and say, hi, um, I see you've got a fridge in your fence. Mm. I'm interested what, what that's for. Yeah. Where is... The same way the other guy who emailed him wouldn't go round to the jet ski man's house because he was too frightened. That's a good
0: point. But I think he had, I think he had uh, reasons for that. I mean, Hull's not a million miles away from... Um... That is a bit of a deviation on my... I think I'm going to have to drive up to Hartlepool at some point before Christmas to uh, mend some bridges. Um, <laughs> maybe I can... Uh, maybe I can... Uh, 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 oh,
1: man. Being... you got not spending
0: Christmas at the, the family. Oh No, 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 that's not happening. Um, because we're, we're spending it down here and uh, they're not coming down because they don't want to. And I have maybe said some things about that that I possibly regret. Um <laughs> The John, John Lewis. John Lewis? What do you mean John Lewis? It's a John Lewis advert, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. It's a John Lewis advert from hell. Just... Oh, and what happens at the end? Do they all have a Christmas dinner? No, I
0: don't know. My dad drinks so One My One pissed dr- and dad, a couple of texts. My dad drinks alone <laughs> on a Christmas Day in a, in a flat-roof pub. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff.
1: But In some way, he, for some reason, I still find that less depressing than what you're doing.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point, yeah. actually, yeah. My,
1: my, so you're going to go up there before Christmas mm, to go, spe- spread some good spread cheer? Spread
0: some good cheer, hand over some presents. Um... Uh, but I never
1: anou- I, about the windows you drive past. Never,
0: never announce myself because uh, that, that that stresses them out. So, um, yeah, there you go. What are you going to oh, do? So
1: you, you can't tell them when you're going because they will get stressed about get preparing. they just get stressed about
0: preparing. Yeah, exactly. But not not That's that they put on a or I anything, mean, they just get stressed out about me driving for five hours. But.
1: Hey, you are quite an you are quite an anxiety inducing bloke though. Yeah, I, I've, don't learned want don't want <laughs> I've learned to live in the chaos. People
0: want me near yeah. them.
1: I've learned to live in the chaos, but I think for a long time I was kind of frightened as what you were going to do on the show and stuff, particularly live shows.
0: Right, okay, that's all right, isn't it? That's well, right. no, I think
1: it's just your problem. <laughs> It's right bro the way, the way the world is these days, I can just I'm, I'm excuse sure myself. I'm
0: sure it's a plausible dynamo, d- deniability and, yeah. and, and distancing that has been hard-coded in the contracts of, of stacking in general.
1: I've got a statement on my computer which I can just <laughs> release, which, start, which, which starts with... You'd like um, to
0: distance ourselves with Pete Donaldson. Yeah, we
1: are very disappointed in the recent actions of Mr. Pete yeah. Donaldson. And... Um, is, I mean, wait, to, wait to until
0: it. the dust settles before you put it out, because it may have been completely innocent why I was waving a shotgun around an orphanage. I, I may have, I, I, they may have owed me money.
1: I, that's, unlikely. that's unlikely. Let's finish with this email from George. Hello to you, George. George. Thank you for getting in touch. He says, "Hi guys, I've recently become a new dad. Oh,
0: congratulations, uh, congratulations to George. you, George!
1: And I wanted to thank Luke for his tip about buying a perfect prep machine for the bottle feeds. It really perfect is like prep. a coffee machine for babies." and it's been an absolute godsend for the night feeds, and I'm trying to let my wife have some much-deserved sleep. I'm waiting baby with bated breath.
0: When did baby stop using bottles?
1: Um, yeah, is it one? Yeah, like one it kind of it, depends. Yeah. It depends how good right. they are at taking to the old milk, normal food. You? I always yeah, see yeah. the
0: weaning milk in Tesco's.
1: Um, you don't need to, Yeah, he
0: doesn't
1: buy that. Yeah, he doesn't buy that. Um, he says, I'm waiting for bated breath for the release of Luke's new parenting podcast. Um, all joking aside, becoming a dad has been a mad experience, and I've found a f- hearing a familiar voice discuss going through similar experiences to me really supportive. There were some complications with the birth and listening to the podcast really helped keep my head on straight, which meant I was able to support my wife through a difficult time. I'm grateful to you both for that. And the little one is doing great now. Thanks for all the laughs and mad stories. I hope this makes its way to you both, even if it's not read out on the show. Well, George, it is read out on the show because mm. it's something that makes me sound good. So that's yes, always going to make the correct. cut. I will tell you a little story about this email. Rory forwarded it to me yeah, um, saying, I'm sure you'd like to read this. Obviously, mm. we're not going to read it out. And I was like, we, we fucking stick are yeah, 100%. And I would also like to add and finish by saying perfect. yet another product that we, or at least one of us, uses, endorses, and bigs up on this show, the Tommy mm. Tippy Perfect Prep Machine. Again, mm. not chucking any advertising revenue our way.
0: No, Perfect Prep Machine. Now, what is that? That sounds expensive.
1: Oh no! It's not really. No. It's a great yeah. bit of kit for new parents. That's all I'll mm. say. And I'm only it just speaking keeps the truth. It, it
0: just keeps it warm. It just keeps it, the, the bottles warm.
1: No, it it delivers no. the milk to the perfect temperature and the right amount every time, whatever time of day or night it is.
0: Oh, it's like a it's like a milk you pour the milk in. it's it's, it's, it's like a coffee machine for babies. I understand now.
1: Yeah, you, well you done, not Yeah, it's, it's you fill it up. You. you
0: fill up the the, the the vessel, and then it just kind of dispense. It's a milk dispenser for babas. Yes, it is.
1: And we're not doing a parenting podcast because no, I not. find them I find them distasteful. Watch um, it.
0: We'll, we'll be talking next uh, on the show next week about uh, on Thursday rather uh, about how to present, prevent uh, colic and which is burping or something. I don't know. Trick as you um, can't. No one knows. right, no mind. All right, mind. No All right then uh, we'll be back on Thursday with battery brands and uh, tips about uh, perfectly prepping your baby. I want bottle.
1: to know more about this fridge fence. I, and, um, I just, I'm just desperate yeah. to hear more People about of Hull. it.
0: People are full. People Get get going. Have a <laughs> little Christmas. Uh, um, you know, post Christmas party. Um, walk over to, to see it
1: oh, imagine We're that pissed people just descend on that poor person's house <laughs> don't do that just try and open it and if you can't I inquire as to why mm. okay, and dokey lucky. anyone in Exeter should get down to that jet ski house and find out a bit more about that as well <laughs> this mystery's <laughs> yes. all over the country we want them yes, solved
0: yes please alright then we'll be back soon uh, with more look, at look after yourselves uh, you've only got a couple of days to wait ta ta The Luke and Pete Show is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.